have good news and other news. The good news, as you may have already figured out, is that the show is back. It's back. Uh, now, it's not exactly the same. Uh, in fact, it's, it, it, it's quite a bit different. Uh, however, it's in the same place. So you don't have, it's the same, it's here on the same channel. I guess you can, I know channel's not the right word, but um, you don't have to go looking for it. It's right here uh, in the same place where uh, the show that you loved so much before, uh, you could always find it. And, and I know, and then one day, one dark day in November, all of a sudden it was gone. And, uh, and so I'm going to get to that in a minute. Uh, we're going to tie up those loose ends here in a second. Um, but, but I want you to know that it's back. In other news... And here's uh, and the reason why I call this other news is because it might be good or bad, depending on your point of view. But anyway, uh, but the news is, and uh, at this, at least at this particular point in history, at this time, at this moment, uh, now um, I have to I have to confess I, I haven't checked the headlines since this morning. So uh, so I don't know things may have changed, but. Since this morning, or, or at that, at that, at, at that moment this morning, when I did check the headlines, it appeared that the world had not yet figured out how to replace a hundred million barrels a day of oil demand. So um, it's a fact. It's a fact. It hasn't been done yet. Uh, not only has it not been done yet, but it hasn't quite been figured out how to do it. And so, uh, so I want to, <laughs> I want to get back now. I, I know some of you are going to argue with me, uh, and say, yeah, 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 no, we know how to do it. All we got to do is stop using the oil and the, the evil empire just needs to stop. And, uh, and we can just spin up all these uh, other sources. Oh, somebody's phone is ringing and it's not mine. So I'm, I'm just going to carry on. Um, but, but the fact is that, uh, and you can look at these, um, you know, you can look at this a, a bunch of different ways, but, um, but the end is not quite in sight, except as an aspiration. So, um, so I'm just going to leave that right there for a minute. Let's go back to what happened to the oil and gas tech show. Um, now, some of you um, might be listening to this, and you're actually a little bit irritated with me because, um, and maybe some of you are actually not listening right now because of the same reason. And it's because in the last episode that I, that I did, uh, which was in November, I, it was the first week of November. I, I, I remember, uh, of 2020, what was last year? 2022. And, uh, one of the things that I said in that episode was that, um, uh, that the show wasn't going away. <laughs> And then, because I'd missed a couple of episodes, because there were some other things going on, and and I came back and I did an episode and said, hey, you know, uh, you know, we're catching up here. Uh, I did some predictions about things that I thought were going to happen, and to be honest, I haven't checked those. So we need to do, we need to do that. We need to go back and check to see if I was right. But um, and one of the things that I said was, don't worry, the show, I'm still gonna. Well, I announced that I was kicking off this other whole unrelated to to OGGN and the oil and gas uh, industry, uh, the new the new show uh, called Saving the Dream, which is which is a video and you know video podcast, and so it's on it's on uh, um, on YouTube and and it's in this video on Spotify, and and it was a lot of work to get that kicked off, and and we've been having a great time with that. We're I don't know thirty some like thirty episodes in, something like that. And, um, and it's good. So if you haven't checked that one out, uh, it's a, it, let's see, the shortest way that I can say it without uh, eating up too much of my time over here is it's a show about life in America featuring people who live there. Now, one of the things that I said 
was that this show wasn't going to go away. And then, and then that, and then that was the last episode that I did. And so, um, so some of you, I don't know, maybe some of you were a little bit irritated with me about that. I, maybe some of you were thankful for that. And you said, thank God he finally stopped. Um, but in any case, uh, without getting into, uh, well, you know, all the details of how life moves, um, for a number of reasons, Mark and I, Mark LaCour and I decided to park that show partially because, um, you know, even with as many interesting and exciting things that are happening in oil and gas, digital, you know, transformation technology, there were, there were, you know, the last, I, I did it for two or three years, whatever it was. And there were so many interesting things to talk about. There was so much happening with technology in oil and gas. And, and hopefully we, we covered a lot of that. Um, and some of it we covered over, over and over again. And that's the point is eventually, eventually, even with it, even with all the excitement, eventually you feel like, um, I'm, I'm kind of having the same conversations, like the same seven conversations over and over. And so I thought, um, uh, so I told Mark, maybe, maybe we need to park it and let somebody else take over somebody, uh, whose, uh, enthusiasm, you know, is a little bit more refreshed. Uh, actually the, the exact words that I used was, uh, you know, somebody whose give a shit is a little bit higher. And, uh, I hope that doesn't get me the explicit flag because I, I promise that's the last bad word I'm going to say, but, um, uh, <laughs> which is not true. But any, but anyway, I don't have a, I don't have a sponsor yet, so it doesn't matter. I can say whatever I want, and so, um, so we parked it, and uh, and we worked on some other things, and uh, blah blah blah. Anyway, uh, long story, a little bit shorter is uh, I had this idea, so nobody picked it up. Uh, we just, I guess, because we had so much other stuff that we were doing, and and uh, the, the show kind of sat there. Now I want to thank uh, all of my faithful listeners, former faithful listeners hopefully uh, soon to be again. Um, so the, the crazy thing is now the listenership, whenever a show stops or goes on pause, you know, you don't get as many listens because you're not putting out new episodes. And, you know, what happens is eventually, you know, after a couple of months, it tapers off and, and that's kind of it. This, so you guys are nuts because some of you out there are listening to old episodes like continuously i don't know who's i don't know who's doing this but um but the the listener stats for this show during um you know uh january february you know I, the last episode was in, in november it, the, the listener stats in the months that ensued were, were remarkably good um like it really only fell off by i don't know maybe a half maybe two-thirds i we you know which is remarkable considering that I, there was no new content. So I don't know if you're, if you just have those favorite episodes that you like to go back and listen to over and over again. But anyway, the audience appeared to still be active. And I said to Mark, I have this new, I have an idea for a new show. And, it, and it's, it's technology related, but not only technology, because what I really want to talk about is how the oil and gas industry has um, the ingenuity of the people in the industry has done so much in such a short period of time, historically speaking. Um, um, I mean, you know, 100, 120 years, 150 years, whatever it is, it, you know, dropping a bucket uh, in comparison to human civilization. And it changed, and it did so much to change civilization for the good. And, uh, and in ways that we oftentimes take for granted, Mark and I talked about that in the transition episode. So, um, 
So I want to do a show about that, and and I want to and I want to do this past, present, and future look, um, uh, with the past being really important, um, and uh, because um, again, as of the headlines this morning, I don't know if this has changed or not, but since, but as of this morning, there has only ever been one group of humans that has solved the problem of abundant, affordable energy for everybody. I mean, more or less everybody. I know there's exceptions, but but abundant, affordable energy for everybody, not just on paper, but in reality. There's only one group of human beings that has ever done that. And um, now it, it's, it's, it's not, I mean, it's a, it's not just one set of people, uh, but it is one it is one population of people, I guess I should say, and uh, and yes, they are part of the evil empire, and they have been making lives better for well over a hundred years. So, um, so whoever's going to solve it the next time, you know, whenever we discover dilithium crystals or whatever it's going to be, uh, or whoever figures out how to. Um, you know, uh, keep the other sources of power running. But uh, the point that I'm making is that uh, I'm sure that we will, I'm sure that the future of human civilization holds new forms of energy that, that power the world in beautiful ways. Um, but, But so, so, and there's lots of people working that problem right now. I just want to point out that there's only one group that's ever actually solved it. And, um, and so whoever is working on it now, I hope you're at least as smart as those guys because, uh, because it, it, the job only becomes more difficult as the, as the world population grows and as we become more and more dependent on, on energy for so many things. Um, and, that, and so that, that's something that I think is really interesting when you look at um, the history of the oil and gas industry. Well, not even so much the history of the industry. Let's talk about the history of, of energy. And um, um, because, and how, and how, well, let's just take a simple example. Let's take something simple. Uh, because I mean, because you've heard me say this before, is I maintain that prior to, you know, prior to 100 something years ago, 120, 130, 150 years ago, that life was very different for people. And, 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 and the amount of similarity of life, you know, for the average, you know, human in society, uh, from if you if you look back a couple thousand years or early like Greco-Roman period, they had some pretty cool stuff back then, right? I mean, you know, they had sewers and 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 uh, water-powered stuff. And anyway, um, if you look at how much life changed over the period of of um, of you know from that from ancient Rome to to let's say. Let's let's call it 150 years ago, 1873. Um, now, of course, there was a there was a panic, there was a stock market crash in 1873 and a depression. But like leaving that out, it um, if you if you look at how what life was like for people during that time, that whatever that is, eight you know, let's call it 2,000 years from you know from the Republic era of Rome, did it change? Yes, of course, there there were many changes, um, but the amount of change over a 2,000-year period, the degree to which life in the 1800s probably, 
you know, in terms of the things that you had to do, how did you, how, how did you get, how did you heat something to cook with? How did you get light? Um, we talked about this on the, on the transition episode about the, about the, the 30 day, the month long party where they had to light up the city and it created a whole like torch logistic logistics problem. But, um, but I would maintain that, um, and I haven't like, I, I, you know, I'm not going to do a PhD dissertation on this, but, um, nor on anything for that matter. But I maintain that the, the degree to which life, like if you took a person out of the first century AD and you dropped them into, you know, the 1700s or the 1800s, um, they probably, I mean, it would be different. I mean, make no mistake, it'd be different. But... I think they could sort of figure things out a little bit easier than if you took somebody out of 1873 and dropped them in the middle of 2023, the, the degree of difference, I think, in a 150-year in a period of time versus a 2,000-year period of time is, is not this, it's way different. It's way, this is what I'm getting at. It's it, the, the amount of change and improve. Now, there's a lot of other things that have happened that I would argue probably don't, don't I wouldn't call improvements to society, but but the degree to which life has changed and gotten better in that small period of time, I think uh, far is the, like the comparison is not linear by any stretch of the imagination. So, um, and what what caused that? Well, people will always say technology, you know, and this is I'm talking about before technology like automatically make computer technology. Um, you know, there was a lot of there was a lot of great inventions, right? You know, things like the cotton gin and the telephone and the um, you know, or, or more practical things like the electric motor, which apparently had no useful purpose when it was invented. Nonetheless, uh, it was invented and it and it came and came in handy later. Um, you know, and you look at, at um, all of these inventions during that time, but the fact is that you can invent shit all day long. But if you want to make it commercial, if you want to, meaning if you want to get it into the hands of lots of people, um, either because, uh, you know, either because you want to make money or because, you know, you want to help out uh, people or both, whatever the, whatever the reason is, if you want to, um, you know, uh, you can, in, you know, Edison invented a light bulb, presumably, I don't know, there's arguments about who really did, but anyway, let's just say it was Edison, Thomas, Thomas Edison. Um, so if he invented a light bulb, that's great. He, his desk is now lit up and he's probably loving it. Um, let's pretend we're like, we don't know what he's using to power it with. But anyway, he's got a light bulb. He figured out how to make it work and his desk is all lit up. Now, how are you going to light up everybody else's desks and, 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 and homes and dining rooms and living rooms and, and everything? If you can't commercialize the technology, um, then you can't, um, um, then, then it's not going to change the world. And, um, and in order to commercialize it, you have to, there's a few things that have to happen. You have to be able to make a lot of them. Um, you have to be able to, uh, get it into, um, you have to be able to make it at a price that you can, you know, sell it for, uh, you know, and make it affordable for people. And most of the time, if you look at the list of inventions that occurred between, you know, in the last couple hundred years, whatever, most of the time, in order for people to get some use out of it, there has to be some form of energy. It needs power, um, even hoverboards need power to get across the water. So, um, uh, so you got to have power. And so people could have, we had a girl, a lot of people inventing amazing things. Um, but if there wasn't 
and if and you can make the things right it doesn't matter whether it's the cotton gin or the like the electric washing machine or the toaster oven whatever it is right um if you can't you got to make the thing affordable but then you got to make the power affordable and um and what and and they kind of feed off of each other right so so if all of a sudden you got you got affordable abundant right abundant power meaning like it's always there they're learning about this in some places like california um it's got to it's got to be affordable it's got to be abundant and but when you have that it it it, there's a there's a an inverse effect is not inverse is the right word anyway there's like these two things feed off each other where um people say wow there's power available let me invent more cool stuff that's going to help the world whereas um um, you know, and then of course they, you invent more stuff and there's more demand for power. So the people who are having to produce the power, uh, the energy, as uh, we like to say, um, and they have to be more ingenious than they were before. Hence the ingenuity of the oil field that continues to, uh, that, that started out, uh, you know, with, uh, basic ingenuity involved in how do I get this stuff out of the ground? Um, in fact, Let's, let's look at that for a second. Um, because, uh, so those of you, if, if you've been around the oil and gas industry uh, for any length of time, you probably have seen this photo. You've seen this photo of the Drake oil well. Um, if you haven't seen it, um, then uh, just just do an image search for Drake oil well. You'll find it. It's, it's a cool photo. It's got, um, uh, you know, Edwin Drake. Uh, it's in Pennsylvania, Edwin Drake is credited with uh, the first, um, drilling the first oil well, or um, as opposed to like digging a well, or as opposed to just, um, um, you know, uh, like having a bubble out of the ground, which is how people got got oil, uh, you know, early on. Okay, let's see, I have here, uh, I have here on my trusty iPad Pro. Uh, all right, this is a website. Sorry, that was kind of a rough segue, I know, but I, I'll, I just, I, I pulled this up, and I want to, I want to, I just kind of shit through gears there. That was a, um, that was rough on the clutch. Um, the drilling of the first oil well. Uh, this is from a website called Thoughtco.com. I don't know. I don't think I've ever gotten anything from these guys before, so I have no idea who Thoughtco is, but they have the, the, uh, the picture that everybody knows about the Drake oil well. Um, this is written by a guy named. Robert McNamara. Oh, look, there's a picture of him. He, he is a, oh, he looks, he looks smart. I'm going to tell you, Robert, if you're listening, you look like a smart guy. Robert J. McNamara uh, is a history, I can't get the little pop-up thing to stay on so I can read it, is a history expert and former magazine journalist. He was Amazon.com's first ever history editor and his bylines in New York, the Chicago Tribune, and other national outlets. So, uh, all right, so Robert writes this article, uh, it begins with the history of the oil. It begins if you're reading it, it, it doesn't stutter like that. The history of the oil business, as we know, it began in 1859 in Pennsylvania. Thanks to Edwin L. Drake, a career railroad conductor who devised a way to drill a practical oil well. This is the whole thing. This is where we get into this whole ingenuity thing because um, it started right from the beginning. Now, I want to put that on pause for a second because, and there's a lot of, if you, if you, if you look this up on your own, you'll find varying degrees of, 
disagreement about, you know, whether, you know, what really constituted the first oil well and who did it and what part of the world it happened in. There's some stories about the Middle East. Um, and, uh, but the reason why people t- typically, why generally people agree that, that the Drake oil well in Pennsylvania is because it was the first one where it was, um, it was drilled in a way, you notice it said practical oil well. In other words, um, it was, it, you could, they drilled this well and they had the machinery and the equipment to continue to produce at some sort of predictable rate. And, uh, and so began, uh, the beginnings of the beginning of the of the of the oil and gas industry as we know it. Um, however, however, folks, I only just recently discovered that there is an argument for somebody. Um, so this is uh, what where am I looking at here? This is uh, the American Chemical Society. The American Chemical Society, which has a very odd emblem. I don't know if you guys at the American Chemical Society realize this, but your emblem, your logo, kind of makes me think of the Illuminati. Just saying. Um, and some somebody wrote a paper. I don't know when this was written. This was written by Fatih Habashi from Laval University. I, you know what? I don't even know. Maybe. Oh, here, 2000. Here. Okay, so 23 years ago. and uh, And he says... He's he's uh, he says in the recent article entitled "The Art of Distillation" and blah 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 blah. And the blah, blah okay, and this other thing that was written, uh, the author states that Edwin L. Drake drilled at Titusville, Pennsylvania, a well that produced crude oil on August twenty-seven, eighteen fifty-nine. Thus, the oil industry began as we know it. I just said that, so as we know it today. Um, uh, and so this writer is saying that well, in fact, in fact. Um, He's pointing out that the oil industry actually began. So when we say the industry began, what we mean is an industry, right? Think about what is an industry. An industry is 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 a, 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 a <laughs> what the hell is an industry? <laughs> I have no words for the definition. But the point is, is that you can invent something, but it doesn't become an industry until there's a means of production and a commercialization of it, right? That's, that's what I'm getting at. So the oil industry began as we know it today. Um, he, oh, he said, blah, 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 produced oil. Okay. Uh, actually, actually began one year earlier. It's always one year earlier. Um, in 1858, when the Canadian entrepreneur, James Miller Williams drilled and successfully produced oil in the township of Vanilliskillen in, in Iskillen, between Lake Erie and Lake Huron, near the town later named Oil Springs in what is now Southwest Ontario. Um, and so, uh, anyway, you could, if, you, if you're interested in this, you can look it up. Um, but he, uh, his well produced 60 barrels a day, and this guy says that this guy drilled a commercial producing well before Drake. And... Um, you know, it's possible, but the point is, um, it, the, the, here's the point, is prior to this time, here's how, now people uh, have been using um, crude oil for, you know, depending on who you ask, hundreds of years, thousands of years, I don't know, there's, there's Mark, Mark talked about this on the, on the episode we did last week, um, you know, you can find people, you can find stuff happening in China, you know, thousands of years ago, whatever. Um, but the way that, uh, the way that most people got, um, 
the, uh, up and prior to this, the beginning of the industry, the way that most people, if you were using oil, you got it out of uh, what they used to call seeps. So seeps are, um, you know, it's just where the oil. Okay, here's 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 the, here's the illustration that everyone will understand. At least everybody of a certain age. Um, uh, uh, Jethro Clampett. No, not Jethro. Jed. Jed. Jed Clampett. Jed Clampett. Right? Remember the song? Then one day we shooting at some grub up from the ground. Bubbling. No, sh- shooting at some food. That's what it is. Up from the ground came bubbling crude. Anyway, the, the idea was that uh, Jed, Jed had oil on his property. Didn't know it. And it was kind of just seeping up to the surface. And um, he shot at a squirrel or whatever it was. And he shot and the oil bubbled up. Well, that was how people got... Um, you know, so if you, if you were making use of oil, you were just sort of gathering it as it seeped up out of the ground, or maybe you dug a hole to uh, to get it to kind of accumulate a little bit more, so you could use it. You know, more like a like a like a like more like a water well, right? Um, I almost said more like a well, which wouldn't have clarified anything. And so, uh, and so it was, so that was not going to change the world. That was going to do some interesting things. Um, and, uh, and in fact, uh, let's see here. History. I got this. I'm, I got a bunch of them today, folks. Uh, how, how long have I been? Oh yeah. I haven't gone too long yet. If you're still listening, hang in there. I'm going to wrap this up soon. Um, if you're not listening, you know, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Okay, here is, we're coming back to this thing about electricity. Remember I mentioned, um, uh, uh, I mentioned, you know, being able to, what did I mention? Something about light bulbs. Like, oh yeah, yeah, let's just look at, like we use energy for a lot of different things, but let's just take a simple example of like lighting up your house. Now here we have something from, ah, this is, this, you know, this is, this is cute. Sometimes electric companies that do electric work, they, they like to put stuff on their website, I guess, because they have a hard time figuring out what else to put on their website besides like hire us to do your electric work. So here is a brief history of household electricity, a history of household electricity from Wilcox Electric. And uh, homes were not the first to get lit. Why? Because ordinary people couldn't afford it um electricity first it says here uh electricity first became noticeable in the early 19th century now for those of you who have trouble with the whole centuries and numbers thing that's the 1800s so early 1800s electricity became noticeable and now I'm, i'm coming back to my whole thing about about how uh you know life you know, life changed sort of gradually a little bit over the course of a long time in human civilization. And then all of a sudden it changed really fast. And so, um, so in the 1800s, uh, and, and why, and why was it able to change so quickly? Because we need, we need energy to power the things that we invent. And, uh, and electricity is, is one of the things that has been, you know, used for a lot of stuff. And, um, it first became noticeable in the early 1800s. Um, that's that's a long time ago, um, and uh, I mean, you know, relatively speaking, relative to when people started experiencing electricity in their everyday lives, which didn't happen until let's see here. It says, uh, well, let me. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. At first, people encountered electric lights outdoors or in factory situations. Um, and it was fascinating, the little arc of flame, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, you know, there were, there were electric lights in certain places, but you just couldn't, everybody couldn't have like lights in their house. Um, uh, and so, uh, in, okay. 
and that was even before Edison's light bulb. So there was originally like an arc light and uh, it could brighten up a big area and, uh, you know, but it was really, really hot, thousands of degrees Celsius. Another reason why you couldn't have it in your house. Anyway, 30 years later, 1870, Thomas Edison is credited with creating the first incandescent bulb. So that's the first bit, right? Is, 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 okay, well, we had to have a light bulb that didn't set things on fire and was relatively portable and you could use. Um, so he did that in 1870. Now, in the 1930s, um, well, in the 1920s, which is 50 years later, still a very small number of people, at least in the United States, I don't know about other countries, um, that actually had electricity in their house, or it was beginning, they were, you were beginning to see people. So uh, in the 1930s, so this is 50, 60 years later, like he invented the light bulb, like why the hell doesn't everybody have lights in their house? Well, because we had to have the power to, uh, you know, to make it possible, and that power had to be abundant and affordable. So in the 1930s, if you lived in a town in America, if you lived in a town in America in the 30s, you probably had electricity, but you were almost still certainly still lighting kerosene lamps inside if you were out on a farm. And then, of course, that led to the 1935 rural electrification uh, thing, whatever it was that, that uh, who, was the, who was the president then? Was it? I can't believe it. Anyway, doesn't matter. So there was this government initiative to to uh to try to get electricity out to the um out to the to the rural areas now the reason why it wasn't out there wasn't because uh it was it wasn't because it wasn't affordable by then it was affordable and it, it was abundant in so much as you could get the infrastructure in place to take it someplace so the generation wasn't the problem but the transport was the problem which is another um, which is another thing uh, uh, that that comes into play. If you want to power the world, uh, you got to solve the the problem of, of generating the power, uh, but you also have to solve the transport problem. And uh, once again, the people. This has only ever been done once in the world in in, in history, and uh, and it's no small feat. So. Um, and, and why do I spend, why did I spend all that time talking about that? Because uh, as you think about this progression of things, we're going to get into some of these in, in, in future episodes, I imagine, I haven't really planned out anything, but I imagine that we will get into some of this stuff in a little bit more detail and have a closer look, not detail, you know, I'm not really one for detail, uh, but we'll have a closer look, like we'll put the spotlight on different things that have happened. And we also, and, and don't worry, it's not going to be a, a totally a history show because we're going to look at what's happening now and what's happening in the future. But I just wanted to set the tone that says it was the ingenuity of the people who figured out how to solve these problems. And it wasn't just solved one time. The, the industry has continued to improve. Um, and I'm getting away, you know, so I, I focus on electricity a little bit just because that's one of the ways that um, that we had to. Uh, and, and it's true that. So some of you are going to call me out and say, well, hang on a second, because like hydrocarbons didn't really come into play in electricity until, well, I guess coal is hydro, oil and gas, right? So, so most electricity was coal, coal produced in the United States for a long time until, um, until let's see here. I, I think I have something on this. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, coal. So coal was the primary source of, uh, of electric power production. Um, 
Oh, by the way, what I didn't get into is, is it's not just, I, I know I was focusing on the electricity because it's, it's easy to use that as an example, but there's the transportation and there's the like moving people around and there's moving goods and, and services. And, and it, you know, um, just think about how you had to cross the country or cross a, a continent or whatever, wherever you, wherever the hell you're going, you know, before, um, you know, somebody invented the, the automobile and other vehicles like that. But unless you, unless you're able to put fuel in it, uh, it's not doing you a whole lot of good, but you think about, you know, how long did it take people to go any distance, uh, 150 years ago? Uh, well, you know, by that time you could get on a train, but the train didn't go everywhere. Like the train didn't take you to your, to your house or your farm or whatever it was. Um, so traveling, there's traveling took a long time. And, um, uh, and you can just get, you know, like <laughs> today we order something on Amazon today, we get it tomorrow. So, um, it's not perfect. Like we're, yeah, yes, there is an environment, there's been an environmental impact. The industry, you, you know, there was a time when it was not careful, uh, um, and, uh, it wasn't even careful with human safety, much less like, you know, taking care of the planet. Um, but the ingenuity and the determination and the just like like really smart um, and you and it doesn't matter what the motivation is right so you say the motivation is to make more money fine whatever then then you make more money the point is is that the industry has gotten cleaner it's gotten safer it has and it has um, and on top of all that it has continued to produce energy for a world that continues to want and need more and more energy and doesn't really want to wait for it and doesn't really like ha not having it there. And, 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 and this group of, of people, uh, in the oil and gas industry has continued to meet the challenge. And so, and is continuing to do so and is continuously and, and even now continuing how many times can he say continue in one paragraph? Um, and and there and there's even been like more cool stuff happening now, and people are are inventing stuff and finding ways to to make things cleaner and 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 um, and more abundant and more affordable, and uh, and so this show going forward, we're going to look at a lot of that, and um, I get I think I guess <laughs> I don't <laughs> it's going to just trust me, it's going to be interesting, and um, and I, you know I guess it's kind of an advocacy it's kind of an advocacy show, but I think that, um, that the industry, that, that if people, number one, understand that, uh, all the good that, that this industry has done, um, and also understand that it's, it's, it's continuing to evolve, to innovate. The ingenuity is still there, still solving hard problems. And I would bet that if anybody's going to solve, the problem of how to power the world with, you know, with these new challenges like intermittent sources of power, like wind and, and, uh, um, and what's the other one that yeah, solar, if anybody's going to figure out how to, how to solve all these problems, if anybody's going to find out where are the dilithium crystals, I got to believe it's the same people that solved it the first time. Yeah.